0: Well, thanks for joining us today on another episode of the Hope Cast. I am so excited to be back bringing you all a hope-filled comeback story and conversation that will radically change your life. We are your hosts, Lance and... Allie. Right on cue. Allie Lang.
1: Well, you know...
0: Claim your last name.
1: Hmm. <laughs> awkward silence. (laughs) Lang is my last name. L-E-N-G. In case you're wondering, we have no E after it.
0: That's true. Those calendars
1: were not named after us. The calendars
0: actually don't have the E after them. I grew up seeing those. Never mind with that
1: whole comment.
0: But anyway, we're so happy to be back with you. If you heard a couple episodes ago, you heard all about our story, and everything that we have been through, and it was so excited to share that with you. Last week, I had a great guest, Mr. Dylan Huffman yep. from Stonegate. That was a lot of fun hearing his conversation, and we have an amazing guest today. But before that, tell us a little bit about who The Hopecast is brought to you by.
1: The Hopecast is brought to you by Hope is Alive Ministries. HIA has 19, count it, 19 as of this week.
0: Come on, Kansas City.
1: Intentional, next level, sober living homes in six cities and three states. And we provide community-based support groups called Finding Hope. For loved ones of addicts and as of lately we are seeing finding hope groups not just in our usual areas where our homes are of oklahoma kansas north carolina but we are actually seeing them pop up all over the place new meetings in connecticut if you're in connecticut oh if you happen to be in puerto rico finding hope is there as well and you can find out more about finding hope at findinghope.today and If we aren't in our area, you can always join us online.
0: That's right. So finding hope is really important and special to us because there are a lot of loved ones of addicts and alcoholics that are out there and they're seeking answers. A lot of times they feel like it's their fault that they are all alone in their struggles and their shame and finding hope was really born to answer those questions to help moms and dads and spouses and loved ones come together and have a community where they felt a part of something where they could Mm -hmm. find education and solutions but most importantly community Right, right because that's the most important thing when you're searching for answers you need to have somebody that you can bounce things off of
1: I wish that we had had finding hope when you were in your addiction Mm -hmm. because I think that was the hardest part of the entire thing is you are isolated just like the addict is. You're afraid to come forward to out your loved one potentially Mm -hmm. and so you just sit in the shame of it and dwell on it. Um, And so that's why we are so passionate here about finding hope because it turns out once we, the family members, start to find recovery for ourselves, then our loved ones usually come shortly after us. That's
0: true, it's very true. So if you're
1: hesitant, hey, give it one try. Just show up one time.
0: We have several staff members who, that means they're at least two or three years clean and sober, and they found Hope is Alive because their mom Mm -hmm. began to come to finding Hope well before they even crossed that threshold into sobriety. But because the family started to get help, like you said, the addict was right behind them and now we're seeing a life radically changed and getting to live out their calling just because a mom decided to show up to a support group several years ago and seek community. So you're going to want to make sure you find the local Finding Hope support group for you. You can do that at FindingHope.today or join us twice a week now on Tuesday evenings and Thursday afternoons for Finding Hope Online. Speaking of online, we kicked off HIA Online just last week. It was very
1: exciting. I'm
0: hearing amazing things about it. Very powerful meetings that are already going on. Got a great group of people that are already involved with it. And if you're listening to this anywhere across the world, really, and, and you're needing to take a step towards sobriety. You're needing more accountability. I want to encourage you. HIA Online is a personalized program. No matter the addiction that you're struggling with or really where you are in your sobriety, because we have people from all different links of sobriety within this yep. group, you can join Finding Hope, male or female, chemical addiction, sex addiction, love addiction, trying to find more stability and accountability in your sobriety. Find, or excuse me, Hope is Alive Online is a perfect solution for you.
1: Yeah. What's been really interesting is I oversee our homes and online. What's been really cool is to see the exact same program that's happening in our mentoring homes happen online twice a week. Um, They are diving deep. Freedom is being found in those groups. And there is so much intentionality and accountability in these groups that it's beautiful to watch them already. We're only on our second week already celebrating sobriety birthdays and from both their emotional addiction and their substance abuse addiction, um, and so if you are not able to move into our mentoring homes, I cannot highly recommend it enough. Um, it is intentional. It is in depth. It will change your life. Um, I wrote all of our programming, so I can probably I'm probably like a little bit biased, yeah. but man, it is cool and it is a great community to be a part of. They also have like a text message chain that's going off yeah. all day long to keep people accountable and. And, uh, so well, I got exciting. a text message
0: from one of the participants that we helped, you know, get involved with it. And immediately, it wasn't more than 10 seconds after the meeting closed. That was awesome. I can't wait. I'm so thankful. I mean, he was really, really yeah. excited about it. And I'm just thrilled that we we're able to provide a, a new opportunity, a new solution for people that, that can't move into the homes. Yeah. But enough about that. We've got a, a tremendous guest sitting up beside us. He's waiting so patiently to join with us. He is my great, great friend for a long time. Please help us welcome to the Hopecast. Mr. Kyle Sullivan is here with us today. (laughs) What's going on, y'all? How are you doing, my friend?
2: Doing great. I am really excited to. Well, let me tell them
0: a little bit about who you are. We've known each other for, I'd say, four or five years, something like that. And of course, we, we got to know each other. When you were working at Life Church yep. and then transitioned to Transformation, and you're going to tell a little bit about your journey. But today, you're a mindset coach, yeah. and I'm really excited about it. Your oh, new yes. consulting group, You Versus You Consulting Group, has just launched, and you're going to tell us all about it. But how have you been doing? You know, that's the common question. Right. How are you doing post-COVID?
2: Yeah. yeah. How's the family? It's it is a, a whirlwind like we're all uh, experiencing. But um, I think how we view this year is. Uh, is huge in for us. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, we have a ten month old daughter now, and mm. so when everything hit COVID wise, she was four and a half months old. So. Yeah. My wife is working from home now. Um, so we've got to see a lot of those milestones that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten to see. Yeah. Um, God called uh, my wife and I to start a, a business in the middle of this pandemic. Come on. Uh, you know, that's kind of par for the course for God to right. uh, have it not make a lot of sense, yeah. but uh, make perfect sense in the same time.
0: Well, entrepreneurs like me and you and, and visionaries, people have ideas and creative things. Doesn't mean they're always great, right. but you put us in a quarantine, and you set us at home for three months, and we're going to come out of that with a lot of new things. And, yeah. again, if they're good or not, you know, time will, will tell. But HI Online was started from that. This podcast was started from the quarantine. So I know that you had to be overflowing with ideas yeah. coming out of those few months.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mindset coach yeah. is, like, the most intriguing thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Can you tell me, yeah. like, all about that?
2: Yeah, so what really uh, – really birthed that term was the name of the company. You versus You um, is, I think before we can win in life and leadership to create a legacy, we have to win the battle within. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so how do we start winning that battle? It's Mm -hmm. through our mindset. It's how we view the world. Yeah. Um, I've heard so many people that, and it's it's justified, but I think this year so many people said 2020 sucks. Yeah. Well, it sucks if you think it sucks. Sure. How are we able to train our minds to reprogram and reframe what's happening to us? Yeah. And so I think with being able to help um, individuals and companies have the right mindset, they can change their, they can change their world.
0: Wow. I totally agree with that. Mindset is everything. So self talk, yep. all yeah. those things that are coming in. And I want you to unpack yeah. some of the, kind of what that would look like and how you facilitate that day to day. But before we go ahead, Allison, I you was going to say
1: let's give him our top five worst things that we think, and he can change switch them around <laughs> for us.
0: Um, I'm a fraud. I'm a failure. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I, d- I don't know if I have what it takes as a leader. All those things run through your
2: mind, right? Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And I think with any of that, um, you have to tell yourself a different story. Yeah. Um, whatever you look for, you will find. It's the old Henry mm. Ford quote. Yeah. Okay. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. And so it's getting people To and what I do as a coach and a consultant is I'm not emotionally attached to the person's situation. Sure, Mm -hmm. that's why I have a coach Mm -hmm. because my things I'm really attached to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so even as someone who coaches others in businesses, I need a coach to get out of my own mindset. So if you think I'm not good enough, I'm not whatever, so how do you? Tell yourself a different story. Mm-hmm. How do you start to reprogram your mind? Scientifically, it says that when we visualize something mm-hmm. or we experience something, our brain reacts the same way. Wow. And so there's Mel Robbins um, okay. did a whole scientific study um, and referenced it in her Five Second Rule, mm. um, which is a book I'd highly recommend. Okay. And it was literally doing brain scans. Yeah. And would tell people to visualize. It's kind of like the um, don't think of a pink elephant right now. Yeah. What are we thinking of? Sure. A pink elephant. That's right. And so we tell ourselves, where do we want to be? What do we want to have? In the idea of centering ourselves to control our minds, we really start to have stuff shift. Yeah. And you know, to take it to to Bible, mm-hmm. um, I think it's seek first the kingdom of God, and all yeah. these things will be added unto you. Come on. Ask and it will be given. Hmm. Seek and you will find. Knock Knocked. and the door will be open. Mm-hmm. So if we just take the Bible as God's inerrant word, yes, <laughs> we can literally change our my life, wow. our life, by changing
0: our minds. Wow, I think you're onto something. What's really strange about all that is I actually thought of a pink giraffe. Okay. Is, that, is there something wrong with me? Honey,
1: are you aware of what an elephant is? I <laughs> am, but
0: for whatever reason, my mind instantly went to a pink <laughs> giraffe. Well, I want the folks to know a little bit about uh, your story and, and where you're coming from, because I think a lot of that has to do and shapes who you are today, obviously, and shapes the new um, direction that you're going. So you had experience in, in the past uh, couple careers in the church world, mm-hmm. but back us up even before that. Yep. What was life growing up like? You know, What did you struggle with? Because we all struggle with something. Right. Maybe even tell them how we know each other. Right. That would be cool, yeah, and then we'll go from sure. there.
2: Yeah, I uh, I didn't grow up in uh, a Christian home. My dad accepted Christ when I was in eighth grade. Said, hey, we're gonna start going to church. Um, I had no clue, had never got invited to church, never remember going to church. Uh, We weren't even like CEOs. We weren't even Christmas and Easter Easter, only. (laughs) Um, We were good people. My parents raised me to have manners and be polite and be nice and all this, but church wasn't a thing Um, until middle school and high school. And I'll be honest, I couldn't stand it. Really. Um, It was not of any fault of the church. Let me hear, if y'all had listened to this. Yeah. uh, any fault of the church, I just thought it was boring. Yeah. I thought it was, um, it didn't connect with me. Sure. Um, I thought that, you know, all of these things that I was in church for like six years, seven years, before it all clicked. Um, And so through high school, started partying, it intensified um, in college. Started doing drugs. Started selling drugs in college, mm. um, and then I got I got jumped at a drug deal. Wow! And that was that was the conversion moment. Really? Um, I reached out to a guy that led my small group, and. Uh, I said, I need effing Jesus, I just didn't abbreviate anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the scar- I, if y'all could see this, yeah. I have scars on my pinky and my index finger sure of me covering up my nose and my eye as I was just getting pounded.
1: Wow.
2: And in that moment, everything that I heard for six, seven years clicked. And I had a decision to make that if I wanted to chase after the hope that is Christ, mm-hmm. I had to do something different yeah. and uh and so got led to Christ on the front porch of a guy's house and um woke up the next day I was like "Well, what do I do now
0: yeah
2: <laughs> and uh ended up why I love what you guys do with Hope is Alive is I basically moved in with a group of guys yeah um and they were my accountability that's right they were my mm-hmm. detox they were my uh sobriety sure and uh and they enforced it when I didn't want it, and I tried to, you know, sneak out and hide stuff and everything like that. Um, they were there for me, yeah. and um, and I think that's it's so pivotal to how I'm wired now, um, because even shortly after that, I felt called into ministry, um, and I wanted to be a part of ministries that would appeal to where I was when I was in middle school and high school, hmm. and so I did youth ministry for about eight years, and then transitioned to different roles within the church, um, and then went to another church in Tulsa um, about a year and a half ago, and, um, and now it's all led up, the last 11 plus years, has led up to this moment of going, I want to help people change their mind so they can change their life. Wow, beautiful.
1: You, have, you talk about a really definitive line where it all changed for you. And for some of us, it's so blurry, you know? Like, we accept Christ, we believe that we're a new creation, and then the enemy comes knocking once again, or, or we fall back. And so, do you think, like, looking back on it, without that group of guys, or for somebody trying to do this without community, is it possible?
2: Possible, sure. Yeah. Uh, likely, I don't think so. Um, I truly believe that if I didn't have that community, It'll easily, because I tried to do it. I tried to go back. Um, And I'll tell y'all this. um, (laughs) Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, he knows. Um, But even after I accepted Christ, I got a DUI. Uh Yeah. And um, it was, I said, oh, I'm just going to a birthday party, and one thing led to another. Mm -hmm. Boom, I'm in the county jail. Mm and so it's not a thing of like, oh, I accepted Christ and everything was rainbows and butterflies. Sure. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. And was for quite some time. And I, I believe that um, even how I had to reprogram my mind, and I wouldn't have said it in that language then, but I had to start believing I was different than, like I had to truly believe I was a new creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ability to do that without community, I mean, yeah, Jesus can do as he will. For sure. And we are cleansed and we are redeemed and mm-hmm. all of that. But I think God creates us to be in community so that when struggles happen, we're able to have people to lean on. Mm-hmm.
0: What I love about your story is you're talking about how you felt as a, as a teenager and— even though maybe it was boring at times, there was a person that you knew to call yep. at yeah. the right moment. And it translates to what you're doing today because 100%. everyone needs a coach. Yep, Everyone needs a coach. Right, No matter where you are in life or what you're doing, or whether it's business or recovery or your spiritual life or yep. your health or your physical fitness, we all need a coach. We all need someone to call yep. and someone to point us to hope you know, right. in whatever Absolutely. area of life that might be. So talk to us a little bit about how you transitioned from the church world, and maybe what you even have taken away from that, but what was the, the catalyst that said, you know what, I got to take this, and I got to apply what I've learned and what's inside my heart uh, to the everyday person, no matter where they are in their life or whatever
2: uh, walk of business they might be in? Yeah, I think uh, for me, my calling, um, my calling has been the same since I became a Christian, and really spent some time solidifying that, and it's to help people win in life and leadership to create a legacy. Mm -hmm. My calling has been the same. Yeah, My assignment is different. That's right. And so for right now, I mean, I would have thought I would never be on this side of the statistic that says 50% of people who are in vocational ministry right now will not retire in vocational ministry. Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought, there's no way I'm always gonna, but I had to realize, and I've talked to a lot of guys that have transitioned from vocational ministry to the business world, and they're like, it's all ministry. That's right. It's all helping people connect to their purpose, connect to their passions, connect to their community. It's all ministry, it's helping people, because the Bible doesn't change just because I'm not vocationally on staff. Is love God, love mm-hmm. people, follow His commandments. That's right. And um, for me, it's really exciting. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's almost allowed people that I talk to uh, for me to be more evangelistic. Yeah. Because and this is only take the church hat off. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like. Oh, when I send them a sermon, it's not, oh, the pastor sending me a sermon. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, this is Kyle, and we're friends. And, yes. and like, he really thinks that this would benefit me. So, I mean, maybe I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've actually been able to be more evangelistic um, since mm-hmm. stepping out. Mm-hmm.
1: You, uh, I love that how you spoke of an assignment. This assignment has changed. And so how did I just wonder how did God reveal that shift to you
2: oh man it's uh I'll be honest when when my daughter uh our daughter my wife is also a big piece of that obviously um, when our daughter was born um, in October of last year, it shifted so much for me mm-hmm. um, you know as I say i like to uh, I like to help people win in life and leadership to create a legacy. Legacy became so clear to me. Wow. And honestly, as I started thinking about who I want to be as a dad, um, I'm so hyped for her to get into school one day and for me to like go bring cupcakes. And I'm about to turn up in kindergarten and read books on the carpet squares. Like, and so I started thinking and visualizing a future. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are so many pastors that I respect greatly and it is a family calling and they do it for the rest of their life and, sure. it, and it's a family deal. But when my wife and I started talking and realized that for us, at least for this assignment, I'm never closing a door for what God may do to bring me back vocationally to a, to a church. Um, but for right now, this is what he's called us to do and um, and again. I think being quarantined expedited so much of that because it really gave me time to sit with the Lord and have a lot of conversations um, with mentors, my coach, my wife, and go, "What if we what if we did this?" Yeah. And um, as Ginger and I were talking about it, it was just like, "Are we really going to do this in the middle of a global pandemic?" <laughs> yeah. All right, Lord. <laughs> we trust you." Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um, and I think that's, uh you know, the church I was on staff at, um, our pastor there, Michael Todd, um, did a whole series, like half a year on crazy faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was only crazy until it happens. That's right. And um, for us, it was understanding that faith begins where understanding ends. Yes. And that's where we were at. And um, and I read a book called The Leap of Your Life by Tommy Baker, huh. um, fantastic read. And it was just talking about this idea that are you gonna take the leap and see if it works or not? Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, it just led to that place of going, okay, it's time. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important for our audience, the leap of
0: your life. And I, I wanna circle around this topic because not only do I know two pastors, young guys, who have texted me this week their resume, <laughs> wow. um, which kind of is a whole other topic maybe sure. for another yeah, day, yeah. but it's speaking to this fact that people don't wanna take their life for granted anymore.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. If there's
0: anything our quarantine has taught us, and this whole thing is like, we only got one shot That's at this mortality. deal, yep. yes. And so let's make the most of it and if we feel boxed in, or if we feel like God's calling us to do greater things, or to take that leap in a certain area of our life, I think a lot more people are asking themselves that question yeah. than they ever have been before. On top of that, what I love about your story to our audience is that you're somebody who's on the other side of struggles. Absolutely. And addiction. yes, And a, a life um, that surrounds that. And so I want our audience to hear this. Kyle is a great example of what, um, through a life surrendered to God, and sobriety you can accomplish in your life. Absolutely. And anything is possible. And let's just be real. You worked for the largest church in the United States, Life Church for a long time. Mm And now the fastest growing church all over whoever, right. know, wherever it might be. And you asked talked about crazy faith. Yeah, I think about 500 million people saw it. So, I mean, you've been a <laughs> yeah. part of some really yeah. cool things. Right. And I think for our audience, that's, a, that's an inspirational thing wow. yeah. that I want people to understand, like God can and wants to use you no yeah. matter what your struggles are. And if I could draw back to, yes, DUI, yes, drug dealer beat up, and God is using Kyle in an yeah. amazing way. And those folks that are listening to this, I want you to hear this. God wants to use your life he wants to use the things that are specifically on your heart today and maybe he's calling you through this conversation to take a leap to take a step towards something different and to really put yourself out there Kyle's a great example of what can happen on that and and yeah it's risky yeah for Um, sure and it's scary but isn't that the life that we want to live a life of faith absolutely and so draw us back as we're closing up the conversation a little bit to you know what you're doing today i want to circle back around and talk about you know exactly what it looks like and how people can get involved with it
2: yeah for sure um well as a as individual coaching um it is helping people uh work through a framework Um, every time we meet for prepping for success. So we set goals, it's high accountability, um, high integrity to yourself, but we set goals personally, relationally, emotionally, and professionally. Whether or not you're a business owner or you're an employee, you have ways that you can improve um, in those areas. And um, it's intentional that professionally is last because I think in our society we, and I was, i was guilty of this that i would sacrifice everything on the altar of work wow and it led to some really hard times in my marriage um and still if i'm not careful i'll fall back into that and uh i'm super grateful that my wife um calls me on the carpet of it and uh and keeps me humble in that but it's setting goals personally relationally emotionally and um, professionally. And then with businesses and and companies, it's going in and helping them uh, solidify, strengthen, um, and scale their mission, their vision, their engagement. Um, Taking what I've learned at two incredible organizations um, over the last 11 years and uh, helping people do the same. That's amazing.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, I think we could probably relate to what you said of the altar of work, right? Because when you are in ministry and you do feel like your work is also working for the Lord, right? You know, it's it's almost like um, I need to pour every ounce of my being into right. this. Absolutely. And then we get home at the end of the day, and we like look at each other, and we're like, "Oh wait, we're." Wait, we're our friends? Like, right. who, sh- who should we have over? Like, yeah. what should we do? Mm-hmm. And then we end up talking about work. Yep. And we've had to be so intentional, and so I'm so excited um, about about the individual things that you're doing, the goals that you do, because I think, sometimes we think that a well-rounded life um, looks like we're really successful in one or two areas. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that says that we can't be successful in all areas right. while because god was a uh, who wants us to rest jesus went away and rested with his father you know and i think that's so important for us to remember that ultimately you know it is uh there's all different aspects to our lives
2: absolutely and
1: everyone is as equally important as the other
2: yeah one thing i I talk to clients about a lot is uh i think balance is a myth (sighs) Um, and so it's about having the appropriate presence. Mm-hmm. Mm. So right now, the most important thing in my life is talking to y'all and doing yeah. this podcast. Mm. When I go home, most important thing That's right. is going to be yeah. having dinner with my family, mm-hmm. giving my daughter a bath, putting her down, and then hang. Like, yes. wherever I'm at, the presence, because mm-hmm. c- there's no like, there's no such thing as balance. Yeah. And when people try to achieve balance, I think that's where burnout happens. I think that's, that's right. when frustration happens. Um, and so presence is uh, where power comes from. It's never more on
0: display and tougher for me than when I'm in a group of people. And I know there's a lot of folks behind the person that I'm talking to. And you're seeing them all in your peripheral. Mm-hmm. and You're trying to focus on right. the one in front of you. Yep. And I literally will tell myself in those conversations, practice focusing on the one right in front of you. Yep and don't worry about who's walking by you or who's waiting next to talk to you or or whatever it might be. Not that they're lined up to talk to me, but you get what I'm saying, like the the analogy of having a lot of distraction in your life and focusing on what's right in front of you until it's completed or it's finished. And speaking to our audience, specifically a lot of folks that might be coming out of addiction, you know, we're great starters but we're not very good at finishing wow yeah and i think that has to do with focus yeah absolutely and our attention span mm-hmm. <laughs> and wanting to jump to the next hot thing yeah. and i think what you're telling us is is be focused be present
2: where you are finish what's right in front of you and do it well yeah absolutely yeah what's next. and uh as as we're talking if i can um uh, something that i think was so huge for me in overcoming my own addiction and getting is not to villainize my past Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes, uh, for me, even in things that have been great that I've transitioned from, um, the the temptation I think is to make the past bad so we justify the good of the future. Yeah. And and I know that's incredibly true for me thinking about like, oh my gosh, I did all this stuff and I ugh, so I was addicted and all these things. It had to be bad. Well, it was bad activity.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But if I could tell you how many countless people I've been able to impact through my story um, and through being able to say, yeah, this was me. um, But that's not me anymore. That's right. And so I would encourage uh, your listeners to not villainize the past or anything that you have that prevents you from going to the future. That's right.
1: You're, um, I love how Vulnerably, you share about everything because I think it allows us, everyone around you, to be authentically themselves as well. Wow! And we get the opportunity to say, "Hey, me too. Yeah. I've been through mm. that. I can see so much of myself in every little tidbit that wow. you were sharing," wow. which is really what the kingdom is about, right? Yep. It's this interconnectedness, and so I, I just really appreciate you stepping out and sharing that because then it's able for us to even say, "Oh." peel a little bit of a layer off. Right. right,
2: absolutely, yeah. And
1: that's the most important thing that we're getting to is like all, get it all off right. me and all on yeah.
0: Jesus. Well, I'm so thankful that you, you came on and shared. I want to ask you one more thing. Okay. I would love for you, I know this is the way for me, so I'm assuming it might be for you. There's always like one or two hot things on our mind yeah. that we're either talking about a lot or we're trying to teach other people. So, maybe as again, Kyle Sullivan, mindset coach, tell us a little bit about maybe what you're teaching. Because, by the way, sidebar, I mean, I watch you on social media. You got to follow Kyle on social media. He does an incredible job. We'll put that in the post everywhere of posting inspirational things. Also, sharing about how many masterminds he does in the evening, all kinds of folks that are joining you on Zoom every single night that you're teaching and you're coaching. What are some hot things? if you don't mind, for free right now. You're telling (laughs) um, that you're telling folks that that, that you're
2: seeing that's working. Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now um, in helping people adjust or reframe their mindset is how to handle setbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, and so to expect that setbacks are gonna happen. um, Like just this morning, um, at three o'clock this morning as we're recording this, um, a storm came through Tulsa, knocked a power line over, and we lost power at 3 a.m. Our baby monitors started going off, all of this stuff. Um, I was groggy and honestly uh, went back to sleep. My wife is a rock star and uh, handled all of it, and woke me up and was like, hey, we haven't had power for four hours. That's a setback. Yes. Yeah. And it could have easily derailed my whole day. But we adjust and yes. we pivot and we acknowledge that setbacks are gonna happen. When they do, we ask ourselves, is it something we can control? Mm-hmm. If yes, do that to fix it, if no, just take it as it is and then tell yourself it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be amazing if we would just say, you know, it's not that bad. In this year, particularly, people are like, I wanna go back to normal. Normal died in February. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But for us, we've had more time with family, and more time with uh, friends, you know. As we're opening back up, we've had more connections. We've had greater faith steps. We've had that's more right. intimacy with God. There's a whole lot that is good. That's right. And so, in encountering and overcoming setbacks, um, that's been some stuff. And then, a big thing with the people that I get to work with are typically um, high performers. You know, mm-hmm. either they are currently high performing and want to scale more, or they've kind of been beat up and uh, they want to get that swagger back. Yes. Um, As people start winning, it's to teach them to celebrate. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think people do that enough. Man, you're right about Um, that. My my (laughs) wife is staring me down right now. (laughs) Um, Because as as people win, they expect, well, that's what I should do. Yeah. Well, I said that 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 would happen, it did. Yeah. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve an boy or an girl or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's any time that a client shares a win or a company shares a win, I go, cool, how are you gonna celebrate? Yeah, and it can't be like, oh, that. I'm gonna take a long bike ride or I'm gonna go to a nice dinner. Would you do that anyway? Well, yeah, that's not a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's um, something that I've done is I keep a note in my phone of like things that I want that I wouldn't normally give for myself. Dinners or whatever the case may be, and it's it's celebrating. It's saying, okay, man, this was a job well done. And when we stack wins without celebrating, it just leads to burnout. That's right.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't really help the people that are around you um, learn no, how to it celebrate doesn't. either. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. As Ali's staring at me, I'm learning it's, to celebrate more. My like yesterday had a a, a moment of celebration and. I said, well, I'm going to go run a 5K. Like, that's not celebrating. (laughs) That's a terrible way to celebrate. (laughs) I I realized that kind of as you're talking, like more work is not a way to celebrate more work. Um, So it's a great lesson of of celebrating, and we try to do that well. Sometimes what we teach is hard for us to actually do. Absolutely. And so I think you, you really convicted me on that note, so...
1: Well, I think it's almost like a rolling thing then that you get. So like you accomplish something and you don't take time to stop and acknowledge and celebrate that thing. And instead what you do is you just roll push the bar higher and right. higher and higher for yourself. For sure. Yeah. To the point that you you can't attain it anymore. Yeah. And you're unhappy. <laughs>
2: right. Well and I think about the the people of Israel their version of celebrating was to build an altar Mm -hmm. so that they'd be reminded Mm -hmm. of what God did. Mm -hmm. So when their grandkids would walk by, they'd say, oh, that's when such and such happened. Mm -hmm. Celebration is building mental altars in our mind Mm -hmm. so that we can go back and say, man, remember that thing we did? Mm -hmm. That was because God did this through us. Boom.
0: There it is right there. And you got all that for free today, ladies and gentlemen, on the Hopecast with our great friend Kyle Sullivan, Mindset Coach and founder of New Consulting company you versus you That's tell right. them where they can connect with you if they're interested in further coaching yep. jumping in on those zooms doing some personal things maybe they want you to come in and look at the business and some ways that they can get back on track yep. mission vision values how can they connect with you yeah the uh,
2: the easiest way is kylejsullivan.com um, and uh, you can sign up for email list there be sending out updates as they come um, kyle j sullivan on instagram and kyle john sullivan on facebook
0: very good kylejsullivan.com that's right and i know you got some cool things coming up tell them about the conference you're speaking at pretty soon
2: yeah so there's a uh, first impressions conference for church and business leaders that are coming up uh, in november first impressions there's over 100 people it's all virtual all online you can uh, grow in your leadership from your couch
0: just you and some friends you know rick warren yeah <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah it's some uh, fun people bobby yeah, grunwald, bobby grunwald. Um, uh, yeah it's a uh, Carrie newhoff it's a it's a stack lineup i i feel like i uh i snuck into a a-list party but uh here it. we are
0: well visualize yep. that's right it's all about your mindset mindset let's you know, go you belong there and you do my friend awesome mm-hmm. and Thank we're you. so thankful that you came over and told some a little bit about your story and most importantly about taking that leap into a new assignment calling's not any different and i want folks to hear that calling remains the same assignment can change and we've got to be attuned to what the spirit is telling us what god is telling us and find those promptings and take a leap of faith because people need what only you can give them so thank you so much for being with us kyle allison thank you for joining us again today um you didn't have a choice, but thank you.
1: Well, uh, when you're a co-host, Lance, I didn't know if you knew how that works, yes. but we are e- we are co-hosts here at the HopeCast, and so we're both I, I here together.
2: That. I know that. I love it. Hey, guys. Next
1: <laughs> time, let's have his wife with him as well.
0: Did you hear the sarcasm in that
2: voice? Like uh, yeah, I'm, I might have. Yeah, there maybe I have bit. No, I'm just um, teasing. No, this has been awesome, and uh, <laughs> it'd be a hard sell to get my wife on here. But, uh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, Hey, if you do want to be on here, uh, babe, we'll come back. There you go.
1: For real, because honestly, I want to hear her perspective of, like, her husband coming home in the middle of a pandemic and saying, hey, I'm going to, like, change careers really quickly. (laughs) And it's going to be okay. Yeah. Also, we have a Uh 10-month-old, and it's it's fine. Right. Yeah, (laughs) it's good.
2: Yeah, she –
0: really she's been a rock star uh, hey what all. a story you're all gonna be able to tell yep. yeah i mean i am just thinking about the beginning days of hope is alive i know we're continuing talking but i mean that all of that was just you know taking huge steps and god putting blinders on me and on uh, those around us yeah. and and then bringing the right people at the right time um to take it where only he wants it to go that's right and i think that's i know your heart and if you're listening and you know you and god are still working things out that's all cool but you know, I think for me and, and folks that are, that are speaking on this podcast, uh, we're just trying to follow in obedience and trust in God to provide the rest. And if, when you can get in that place, it takes a lot of pressure off you. Yep. And let's um, let God do what he and only he can do. If you want to stay more connected with the HopeCast, you can find us on Instagram and make sure you're checking out all the new guests that are coming on the episodes. Give us a five-star rating if you don't mind. Even if you didn't think so, just go ahead and give it a five-star. Just do it because it's the right nice thing to do. And remember this, God is love, change is possible, and hope is alive.
1: See you next time.